actually where I was at exactly six months ago. But hopefully I'm going to go somewhere a little different with that. And Mark, if you want to start us. All right. Okay. I hope uh, anybody's got a chance to watch Rick and John and Richard up there in uh, San Juan Capistrano. It's been fun. It's been a rough because I haven't been able to get everything. We were having some trouble. I, I know they were having some trouble with the live feeds. Uh, and Rick was just spinning. And I finally said, okay, I'll just have to watch Rick later. Because he was just spinning. He was, he was there. You could see his face. But nothing. You weren't getting anything. So um, let's, let's open in Romans 12, 12. And bear with me. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in, in tribulation. And continuing instant in prayer. Father, I pray that... Um, as we, we study today and look at your word, that we, that we get something out of it. Um, questions are fine. We, un we understand that. But it, it's, it's your word, Father, and, and your will that we, we all are here to learn and to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, the last time I taught, I taught on this whole verse. But this time I just want to go with the, the, the very last sentence, continuing instant in prayer. So basically what we're going to talk about today is prayer. And we're, 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 told that we're, we're told to always pray, right? It says it right then and there. But, but why? Um, why do we need to pray? Number one, we know that once we're saved, we're saved, right? We're sealed till the day of redemption, right? Do I need to find a reference? I hope not because I don't think I've written down. But we know that. So if I never prayed after I trusted in Christ's blood on that cross for me, is that going to do anything to me? Am I, am I going to go to hell because of that? No, I'm, I'm not, right? But, the, but what are we looking for? First um, Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18, and we've been there. If you guys want to run over there real quick with me. Again, I don't know how long this will take. This could be 15 minutes. This could be an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, either way, I'll be done before the hour is up. First Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18. I'll start in 16 because it's such a, a neat little two-word uh, verse. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So what, what do we know? We, we, we trust Christ, his blood for your, your sins, for your salvation, right? So what's the first thing you want to do? Well, I, wanna get it, I wanted to get into this and start saying, oh, goodness, I... I what does God want from me now that I've trusted in his blood? Well, his will, flat out black and white, we, we can go many ways with what his will is for your life, um, but he tells us in black and white that it's the will of God to be thankful, right? What happened to men that weren't thankful? What did we do? Now, guys, this is Sunday school, so don't be afraid to talk. Um, this, I'm, not, I'm not pastoring here. I'm, I'm worth teaching. But what happens to men that aren't thankful? What happened? Anybody? How about we go to Romans 1, 21? What happens to men? Romans 1, 21 and 22. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, 
God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. What did he do? Men that were not thankful. He just said, hey, you guys go do what you want to do. You're not, you, you don't want to listen. You, you don't want to listen to the men that I've set, the prophets. That you, you're just not listening to anybody. I'm going to give you up. Okay? Go about, go about doing what you want to do. Um, their unthank, unthankfulness will lead you, in my mind, remember, Nick is teaching Nick here. In my mind, unthankfulness will lead us to just forget about the Lord. This world has got so many things for us to do. We can get so involved doing things that have nothing to do with Christ, with spiritual things, that we forget about them. It just gets exactly, Susie, you're absolutely right. We get distracted, and, and I don't know if anybody's ever gone through it, but I have, where one day leads to two days, two days leads to three, and all of a sudden, I've gone a month. I didn't go to church. I haven't thought about God or Christ or spiritual things the whole time. I'm busy. I, I work. I have a family like everybody else. I have recreational things that I love to do that can actually replace God. So what happens if, if I can remain thankful? What is it doing? So what is prayer? What, what are we doing with prayer? Okay. So let's, let's go. Um, what, so talking about prayers, number one is why? Because it's the will of God, right? It's the will. Number two, one of the things I saw, if, you, if you'll go with me to uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.1. i got to get there too. This, I don't know when Rick was teaching, but he was just reading this verse one day, and I just went, oh, I've been saved for 20-some years. I don't remember reading these, these words. 4.1, furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how ye ought to walk and to, what are the next three words? To please God. And, and I, so ye would abound more and more. So do we want to please God? Oh, my gosh, what has he done for me? He has saved me from hell. He's, I, I have a future that I know they, they talked about a little bit last night. I didn't, I didn't watch last night because I was watching hockey. Um, but I, uh, speaking of the world, um, but we are saved to something that, you know, Paul said is unspeakable, right? Did he, he, he said this is unspeakable. He can't talk about it. Um, oh, my gosh. So what, what do I want to please God? Proverbs 15.8 is another. Run, run back with me to Proverbs 15.8. If you think I'm faster at finding these things, you're wrong. I was, I was going to mark mine with yellow stickies, but I, it, would, it wouldn't have helped me. Proverbs 15.8. Everybody there? The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. Whose delight? I mean... Do we want to please God? Psalms 141, 1 and 2. What I'm trying to get to, this the, the whole thing about today is prayer. We, Psalms 141, 1 and 2. What is prayer? Prayer, talking to God, right? Talking to him about our wants, our desires, thankfulness. Psalm 41, Verse 1, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. 
Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, as the lifting up, as uh, lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Prayer is something that that I think, um, as a dispensationalist, as a mid-ax dispensationalist, we lose it sometimes. And why? Because because it gets confusing. We we all know that. Um, I came out of a religious system, honestly, and I, and I probably shouldn't say this yet, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'll save that because it's kind of in my list and I don't want to run off track here. Um, number three, are we, are, who, who's our pattern today? Who do, we follow the Apostle Paul, right? So we've got number one, uh, we, we wanna, he wants us to be thankful, it's be thankful in everything, okay? How are we thankful? We pray, we, we give it, we say thank you, Lord, you know, for our food. We say, thank you, Lord. Number two, uh, do I want to please God? Oh, yes, I do. Um, I, I, I'm going to go through an entire eternity trying to say thank you for what he's done for me on a cross, right? That's, that's the big thing for, for a lot of us. Um, and then our pattern is Paul. So what did Paul do? Going, go to 1 Corinthians 1. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Actually, this will just tell us who our pattern is. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't need to take you all there. First Corinthians 11.1. 1, I think you guys can quote it probably better than me. Be followers of me even of, as I also am of Christ. Okay, so here, here's, here's our pattern. First uh, Timothy 1 Timothy 1.16, How be it for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might, for, might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. So we know that we're not following Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Paul today. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Paul. How's that? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Oops, we do. We do follow the Apostle Paul. I'm not following the man. I'm following the man's office. Okay? That's something that when you start talking to people about our message, they, of course, we all know how they will start saying that we, we, uh, our God is the Apostle Paul, and and we're, we're like, no, 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 we just know t we've read the we've read the verses. We understand that he is the Apostle to the Gentiles. Okay, we can talk about the chart. We all know where we were in time past, and if we don't, we we start to try to teach people. It's a struggle. I mean, it's a struggle, but it's it's our struggle, right? It's what it's what we're gonna do. Um, so we we know that we know that Paul is our pattern. So we, we start looking, and, and I I had written down on my notes, and I had to scratch it out. Paul prayed, I thought, three ways. It actually turns out that, that Paul prays more than three. I had to scratch it and just say, forget it. Number one, how did, he prayed for who? He prayed for others. I have verse. Let's let's go to just a few of these. I can tell that I'm never getting through these. 2 Corinthians 13.7 and Philippians 1.9, if we can do that. Philippians is no longer in my book. There it is. It came back. All right. 
<clears throat> so second through the second Corinthians thirteen seven. Now I pray to God that ye should do no evil. So who's he praying to? He's praying to God, but who's he praying for? The Corinthians, right? The Corinthians are probably the closest thing that we have to us today. Um, they were rich. We're we're rich by all standards. Um, they just had everything that to do other than and than to study word. They thought they were they were saved. So let's just go on and do what we want to do. Okay. So he would pray to God that they would do no evil, that you should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates, for we can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. Here he is praying that this Corinthian, these, what would you call them, very fleshly Christians, right? I mean, have I been there? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, more often than I want to be. Do I revert to that? Oh my gosh, yes, more often than I want to be. Here's, here's a prayer from Paul for these people. Um, do we want to follow our, our pattern? Yes. So who's our pattern? Paul. So is this something we can be praying? I know that we struggle with prayer because we, we know that God's not a, he's not a genie and we don't put a quarter in and a, flip a lever and get what we want from him. So we start to struggle with prayer because we've been, we have been our entire lives, if, we, if you've been in a religious system like I have, um, you, you pray that way. You pray for the, basically for the physical when, when we're not in a, in a physical sense anymore. So, um, Philippians one nine. What did he What did he pray for the Philippians? This This church was a whole lot. These folks were a lot more mature, right? Um, but he's still praying for them. He prays that your love may abound and bound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Again, notice what we're doing here. We're not. These are not physical things, right? Colossians one nine. Again, Colossians 1, 9, very, very, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. These are things Paul prayed for others. These are things, if, if we're struggling with prayer as dispensationalists, because one of the reasons I, I'm teaching myself this lesson is because I struggle with prayer sometimes. I don't know how to pray as I should. Um, so why not just go to the source, right? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to go to, to who, who uh, my pattern is. My pattern is the Apostle Paul because I'm going to follow him as he followed Christ. So I, I, loved, I love to go in. If I forget how to pray at times, and, and my, I, I start what, I, what I start finding in my prayers is that they become the same prayer over and over again. And, and, and as I'm, I struggle... And I probably always will, but I can always go back to this and say, well, how was Paul praying for others? What, what was he praying for? And, and what, I, what I noticed um, is that um, he prayed for others. He pray, prays um, with thanksgiving to God. So let's just go with a couple of those because I'm, I'm going to never get through. Philippians 1.3, since we're right there. How did he pray for the Philippians? I thank my God upon every remembrance of, of you. There, he's, he's thanking his God. Thankfulness. Back to, back to question one, or back to reason one, being thankful. Um, Colossians 1.4, since we're right there. Since we heard of your faith, which is, well, we give thanks to God and the Father. Verse 3, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which ye have 
to all saints for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven whereof you heard of before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Thankfulness. Paul prayed for others. Prayed thanksgiving for others. Paul asked for prayer for himself, which is to me, as I studied this, I went, I didn't realize how often he did this. So let's look at a couple of them. Um, let's go 1 Thessalonians 5.25 and 2 Thessalonians 3.21. When was the last time you asked somebody to pray for you? Now, don't answer. But when was the last time? I am really not sure I ever have. And Paul, what's, what's he praying in 1 Thessalonians 5? Brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. Okay? 2 Thessalonians 3, 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Wow. Take that and, and just think about it for a minute. That the, the word of the Lord, pray for us that maybe I would get up here and talk so we wouldn't be closed when Rick is out. Um, it's not easy. I, I know I so wish we could get some younger men up here to, to do this. Um, it is, yeah, it's, it's, a it's a struggle. When, when we don't do it very often to come up here, we, we have no idea what Rick goes through day in and day out. I know it gets easier when you're doing it, but, but it's tough. So, you know, I can ask for that. Pray for, pray for Joe. Pray for me. Pray for Brian. Pray for, you know, pray for these guys that will get up here and, and help teach. Um, pray for these elders that we have here that help run the business side of this church and taking care of things. I know the Coopers. I've known them from basically since I started because they actually were here before me. We know what it's like to have very few people and no place really to go, right? We know what it was like to sit up chairs in a hotel room. Every day we'd go to a, uh, what was it, the La Quinta, remember? And we would take in chairs and, and, and set chairs up and then do the services, do the Sunday school over here, try to be quiet for the kids, teach the adults over here, try to, try to still be quiet so the kids aren't you know, yelling. And, um, and then you would get done and we got to take it all down. And we got to put it all in Rick's van. Uh, you know, it was work. It was work. But what we're seeing now is we've got, a, we've got a group of people here, and I just refuse to have it closed on a Sunday or even for one. So you, gotta, you have to put up with me. So can I ask for prayer for that? Yeah, you better believe I can. <laughs> Let's go to, um, again, Philemon. And I'll tell you the chapter again once we get there. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to use that one until it drops. Um, and these, these next two, I kind of want to just we'll talk about prayer a little bit. But with all, I'm sorry, it's Philemon 22. But with all, prepare me also lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. Wow. So can I ask a question? So he asked, basically he said through your prayers he could be given unto him. Was he? Did Paul get to go to Philemon? Or was Paul? How about Romans 15, 30, 31? Maybe I can answer that better this way. Romans 15, 30, and 31. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, 
that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, and them, and that of my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. So he's asking the Romans, right, to pray for him, mm-hmm. um, that you might strive to, together with him for your prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from them which do not believe in Judea. How did that prayer work out? Did he get delivered? How did he get to Rome? As what? As a prisoner. So he asked for prayer. He asked for physical prayer. He wanted to be delivered. Was he? He was not. Yeah, it's something, it's something to think about. Paul, Paul goes, gets to go to Rome, but he's, he's in chains. He, he is now he's a prisoner. So he didn't get delivered from the, from the evil man. He, he actually got bound by them. So, but he still asked for the prayer. Um, so, so we know prayer is what? It's, it's number one, it's God's will. Paul prayed at least four different ways. And yet we struggle. So, so why do we struggle with prayers in this dispensation? Now, most of us, here, here I get to go with some of my stuff. Most of us get to come out of other religions where the focus of prayer is on, is on the physical condition, which is what I'm trying to lead to, okay? So let's run to the most famous prayer of all, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. We all know what this one is, right? Somebody tell me what it is. The Lord's Prayer. Now, I said this prayer. I grew up in a religious system that we would uh, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. And I don't remember. I think we stood up for this one, of course. Matthew 6. Nine through thirteen. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly read it. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. So, we're asking the Lord to, to feed us. Give us our daily bread. Um, I know some people spiritualize that, but others don't. What does what does Paul tell us in, in uh, Second Thessalonians three? What what about our daily bread? Thank you. I don't even have to go there. He just he just said it for me, right? So, do we have something that's not? They, they don't work together, do they? They're, that's oil and water. So okay. So boom. Um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Well, what can we talk about that? What happens in Ephesians 1.13? So we hear the word, we trust the word, and what happens? Say it, Joe. We're still, till when? Till tomorrow? Till we say this prayer again? Till the day of redemption. So does that mean forever? But he's telling us right there to forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. Did I say that right? As we forgive our debtors. I'm sorry, because you can tell my religious system changed these a little bit. Um, So... We've got this difference. We've, we've got the physical. Paul's telling us what to do for working. They're say, we're saying over here, before Paul, forgive us because we were under this covenant. If, we, if then, right? And now we're sealed. So what am I doing saying this prayer? Deliver us from evil. Uh, this, this is what I like. Um, and lead us not into temptation, verse 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For, the, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Deliver us from evil. What do we know about evil in us today? Anybody want to tell me what that is? How about Romans 
delivering us from evil. So we're praying for deliverance from evil. And what does, what does Paul say about us today in this dispensation? Romans 8, 36, that is, it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. So different, really, really different. Um, we're not going to be delivered from evil. We, we, could, we could pray for it, but then we, we, have other, we have other word from our apostle who says we, we are led to the slaughter. In America, it's not a big deal. We know that it could come, but we know across the world, if you speak about Christianity, you speak about the Lord Jesus Christ, there, there's this going on even today. It's really, it's odd for us to say, and it, you know, in, in my head, I'm like, I live in America, this, this stuff doesn't happen. It does happen. Uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs, if you ever really want to find out some, some what goes on, it's, uh, it's scary. But so I would, uh, I grew up in that religious system that, that I said that prayer literally every Sunday, never gave it a second thought. I, I, I didn't. I said it because that's what, we, what you do. You go to church, you, you, you turn down the lights, have a 20-minute sermon, and we're done. Um, that's what we did. We'd get up and then say the Our Father prayer and go on about my life for the next six days and come back and do it again. But now, as a mid-acts dispensationalist and having some understanding, not enough, but some, I do realize that uh, there's differences. There's really big differences that we have to do. Uh, when you're talking to people, these are the kind of things you can show them. I know that we have... A lot of things you show, does it work um, infrequently? I, I will say that. Um, if, you, if you'll notice, uh, Matthew 6, 14 and 15 is kind of the if then, right? For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will, for, will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Wow. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm forgiven, but now I'm putting under an, on a, in an if then thing. What does Romans 5.1 say? Probably my, when Rick asked for what our favorite verses were out front, uh, when we had the potluck in the uh, Lord's table, this, this has always been mine because, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So when, if you have a, if you forgive, then I'll forgive you, and if you don't, I won't. Is that peace? Yikes, I, I can't live with that kind of peace. That's not peace, is it? So I, again, what we pray, it, it, there, there's a reason for how we pray today. There's a reason why also why I think that um, we, we struggle sometimes. Um, prayer, prayers for healing, um, I'm running out of time. James, let's, let's, run, let's run to, the, we'll just do one here. James 5, 14 and 15. I'm trying to get some non-Paul so we can kind of see. And we all, you know, if you were in a religious system ever, you, you heard this over and over. Um, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of, the, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Where do we go with that? Well, how about how about 2 Timothy 4.20 in contrast? So 
So we have an apostle, the only apostle to the Gentiles, but in 2 Timothy 4.20, Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus I have left at Miletum sick. So why did why didn't the apostle Paul just anoint him with oil? I mean, we, we know the apostle. He's an apostle, crying out loud. Some people think he should be a replacement disciple. We know that's not true, but we have we have that thought of wait a minute. Why why what's what's happened? We've had a big change in a dispensation. We have a change in instructions. Dispensation is just the way God is treating man today. Okay, that's that's all that's all this is. So we get to the point where. I have other things we could talk about. Uh, prayers of enrichment. Everybody know the prayer of Jabez? Anybody ever dealt with that one? Heard that one over taught and taught? Um, we could talk about that. Prayers for protection, like in Job. Have you ever heard people say, I, you know, I'll go to a dinner with family or friends and, and somebody says a prayer and God, please protect us from, you know, bad things happening uh, type of thing. And, and I just shake my head and say, wow, we're privileged sheep. Um, it's, it, it gets to be it gets to be rather scary, but again, this is what we pray, and it's easy to pray for physical. It's always been easy to pray for our physical, but it, what does Paul what does Paul teach us? We're not in a physical fight. Nothing about us is physical. It's all doctrinal. It's all spiritual, right? Our our fight is it's not here. So what? So we we lose we lose our. Um, one of, the, one of the things I've always said, and, and Paul probably knows this more than anybody here, because at our men's fellowship, I always want to make sure that we're saying a prayer. And the reason is, is because we're not good at it, and, and as, as a whole group. But there's a reason we're not good at it, because we're physical people living in a physical world, easy to pray for physical things where we, should, we, we need to learn um, how to pray here. So... Um, in Ephesians, in Ephesians 3, 2, let's see if I want to get where I'm going with this one. I'm on page, barely starting page 3, and it's 5 after 10. You know, I don't think I want to go there. How about we go, let's go, let's go to... Um, Romans 8, 26, and let's get where I want to be anyway. You ever write something down, and, and you look at it, and you go, why did I write that down? Well, that first, I just want to know why I wrote that down. I know I had a thought when I wrote it, but that thought's gone. Romans 8, 26. So, this, this one is, is just confounding to me. Romans 8, 26, likewise the Spirit also help our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Do you ever think about, do you ever think about he threw that in because he might, he knew we might just be so darn confused about what we should even pray for? Do you notice that it's never that way in the Old Testament? That, I don't, I, I, and I could be wrong, and this is Sunday school, so I can be taught here, I'm teachable. Does anybody know of any verse or something he's, that's said like this, that we don't pray what we ought, we don't even know how. So here's, here's me maybe going off on a tangent. Um, we have, we, 
we had this time when in, in Acts, right, where Peter's program is now diminishing. Paul's program is going up. Can you imagine the confusion of those folks at that time? Okay. That is, it's just nuts. One of the things that I go nuts about this chart on, uh, and I know it's impossible, but you see the word diminishing here? And how it just drops off like a cliff? It wasn't a cliff. That's what does diminish mean? Diminish means slowly. So I think, oh my gosh, he, he knew how confused we would be. He's, he's God Almighty. Um, we, we, we tend to, like, we don't, know, we don't even know what to pray for. Am I praying for the physical? Or for, should I be praying for the spiritual? And even now, so I say, okay, but that time frame ended, right? But, but did they have this whole book written at that time? No. We do, and we're told to read and study it. But if we don't study it, dividing it, we get confused. So, yeah, I, I think there's lots of times we just don't know what to pray for because we're confused on even how we're supposed to pray. Now, the, the, the big thing is I've heard some preachers say this is today. But really, should it, should it be that way always? Don't you think at some point we, we need to grow and learn how to pray? So, but, but do we not also, can we not, are we not human? Do we not wear flesh? Mm-hmm. We drop back and go, oh gosh, what, I, I'm, I'm confused again. I do think it happens. I know it does for me. Again, I'm teaching me here. So, um, how we pray today is, is, should be with the understanding of how Paul is teaching us, right? So, um, I wish I could, thankfulness. Let's just go, let's just go with what we, what we, can pray for. Uh, the whole point of this whole thing is prayer. Don't be afraid to pray to God. Don't be afraid to be thankful. God, that's God's will, number one, is that we're thankful. So anytime I stop uh, and I have a meal and it's a, in a big crowd, I still want to be thankful for it, right? So I can say it to myself. I can say it quietly to my wife. I don't have to make a big show. I, I, sometimes I, you see people at restaurants making the big show of, of prayer. Well, who are you praying to and what for? So, but, but I've got to be thankful. Because how many times have people started to eat lunch, breakfast, dinner, and not be thankful? Me? Way more than I should. Way more than I should. Um, how about praying? Let's, so, so always please, please be thankful. Be, what are some things we can be thankful for, you guys? How about... A group of people that are like-minded that want to study always please pray for each other we, we need uh, we have no idea how bad we need it so and, and and we could see that I showed verse after verse and, and I've got way more verses than I have time to get through how Paul prayed for other people to understand to grow okay um, I have church family the pastor the elders, we've, I've talked about them, your family, your friends. How about then, and I talked about this last time, those in authority. First Timothy 2, 1 and 2, I don't want to go to it, but tough. Sometimes it's easier when it's your guy in the, in the office, it's easier to pray for him. Did I pray for the guy that was not my guy? Nah, okay. I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you. Uh, am I supposed to? The answer is yes. But what's the, what's the intent? What's the intent of that? There you go. I don't, do we need a quote? It's so we can lead a quiet and peaceable life. Okay. Um, so 
how about for spiritual growth when studying God's word for wisdom and understanding? Um, let's let's run to a couple. Let's run to a couple verses here. First Corinthians two. Verses 5 and 6. How about praying for wisdom and understanding? Verse 5 and 6. And my speech and, and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How about uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 7, the very next verse, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 13, which things we also speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, compare, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So one of my prayers for all of us is that we grow in Paul's understanding. Because if we could get even 40% of what Paul understood about it, we'd, we would, would we automatically just be some of the most thankful people on the planet? And I know we are. I really do. I do. As, as, a, as a group of people, I know how thankful we're because we all know what that cross means to us. I really, really get that. We, we know more about the spiritual than most. Uh, but is that any reason for slowing down and, and stopping learning? It's, it's not, is it? It's not. Prayer, what, is, what does it do? It, it kind of it keeps us focused on Christ, on his word. When we're not in prayer, when, when we, all I do is I read this and I'm not in prayer. The minute I'm done reading this, I'm done, right? But I can be driving my car down the road or I can be at work and having a bad moment and I get plenty of them. Uh, when you deal with human beings, you get plenty of bad moments. But if I can stop and pray to God for a little patience would be my greatest thing. Where is it, what is happening for me is that it's orient, reorienting my thought back to Christ, correct? Which is where all my thoughts need to be anyway. I know that we're to work and we're to do our jobs, but when things get rough, I need to take, a, I, sometimes I've got to back up for just a minute and remember who I am in Christ. I do that with prayer because I can't grab my Bible. If I bri grab my Bible at work, um, I will, will not have a job. So I won't have, and, and that's part of the will of God is for me to work, right? So I can feed my family. Um, Ephesians one seventeen. I'm going to back up for two, two verses. Wherefore, so verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you. Well, there's thanks. Making mention of you in my prayers, there's prayers through thanks that the God of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who? Him. So what is Paul praying for? For us to grow in, in spirit and wisdom, it it is a, uh, it is amazing. I drew that last time I taught. I drew that circle, but that's what this whole thing is: circuit. It, it, everything we do is 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 one big circuit. Um, gosh, I just I'm never going to get there. Um, 
go to let's just let's just run a couple How about how about let's go back to 1 Corinthians 1 23-24 But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men mm-hmm. Wisdom of God there's only one way to learn it and that is to study it. When you want to study, you you need it. You need to be in prayer to help actuate it. Yeah, pr- we we can study and study, and then that prayer helps us to to fortify it. Is a, a word I guess I could use. Helps us to act, you know actualize it to where we can use it in our daily life. It's so easy that I'm the most spiritual person in my office with my Bible study on in my Bible, in my office. I, I'm just like, oh, I get this, I get this. And then I open up my door and Susie yells at me for something. And it's just gone. And I go, well, who was the guy that was in the room praying, studying, and open up the door and life hits him in the face about something, right? Kids sick, kids' cars not working, um, somebody's not happy, somebody locked their keys in the car. 15 miles away and um, who's that guy you know where's that well that's where when I get in that car to go drive those keys down I can I can talk to God I want to talk to him I want to thank him that I that I can actually have a car to go get and save my kid yeah I can help him um, that's what I think what what prayer for me is is just that opportunity again to go back and say thank you to go back and say, help me kick that verse back into my mind because I might need that right now. That would be peaceful. Um, Do I go there? Let's go to Proverbs 2, 10 and 11 real quick again. Let's see if this will... So Paul prayed over and over that we would gain wisdom and understanding. But here, here it is in the Proverbs. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee and understanding shall keep thee. When it all boils down and things get rough, that wisdom and understanding from Christ, from God's word, rightly divided is the thing that can get us through the rough times. Um, as a big as a group here, I, I think we sometimes we, we we struggle on how to pray, but go back to Paul and study him, see what he prayed for. He most of his prayers were that we would grow in in wisdom and understanding. And why is that? Because we're a spiritual people, right? We're going to be we're going to our our home is not here on earth. We know that there's home. It'll be for the Jews and for those living here at that time. But ours, we're going to be in the heavenlies. We're, we're going to have different types of bodies. We need to know um, wisdom and understanding of what God's word is because that, what we take, that inner man of us, in us, is what we're going to take up with us. You know, we're, we're, I, don't, I don't know that there's going to be a chance to, uh, we're always going to grow. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't think, do you think we'll ever understand every word here? I think we have an eternity to find out. 
I, I really do. I, I don't think we do. The more I read, I can read the same verse over again and then glean something out of it the next time. I, what, what's going to happen when we're up there and we get to, to, to talk to other people? Um, I, I've left one thing out. Let's go, let's go to it because Philippians 4, 6. We've got we to cover Philippians 4, 6. And we'll kind of we'll call it here. I hope, I, my whole thing is here is I just want us to be a, a people that also pray. And, and sometimes I, f I find that I struggle with it. So if I figure if I'm struggling with it, others might struggle with it too. Um, for, we love to go to this, and, and I do too. But let's, let's just be very, very honest. I love this verse, these verses. Um, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Is there anything we can or shouldn't be praying for? No. There, it really isn't. I mean, this this verse. I, I it's not me. It's, it says pray, pray. What's on our heart? Pray for it. Understanding though, and as we grow, and this is not e the, the part of this is not easy. And the peace of God. Here's here's what the prayer will give to you. The peace of God, which passes under all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, when I'm praying for my wife or my kids, that that prayer. Hopefully, if, I, if I've got enough understanding from the word, is that it's going to give me peace. It's going to give me peace. And if I have peace, am I not going to treat that family member maybe a little different? Understanding. Um, Joe, you've, you've talked about your daughter. I have a lot of family, same way. It's just, they just don't believe. But, and, and I pray for them, and, and you give them the gospel. And they get mad at us and uh, basically tell me to go where I can go, you know, that they're, they're done. But at least I've done what, he, what he, God's done. I'll pray, I'll pray about it. I, I give him that gospel. I get told where to go. But I have the peace. I, I, do, I do know that um, this is what I'm called to do. And that's all I can do, right? It's, it's not up to me to get somebody saved, but, but by, my prayer gets me that peace. Um, before I go talk to somebody, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, Lord, I, I'm going to give them the gospel. And I, and I know I know what this is going to be, but I, I'm going to do it anyway. And there I get a little more comfortable. Is it? Do I do it every time? No. I have friends I would love to talk to about, and I still struggle to, to tell them. Just don't feel like I've got that spot. You know, I haven't been I haven't been given that little where, where they maybe they asked. I, I, I love it when people ask me, you're doing what? Yeah, I'm studying the Bible. Why? You know, yeah, they're, you know, okay, here's here's why. Um, prayer. Is it important? It's very important to me. Am I good at it? Not all the time. Um, I, I say that when I'm not, I go get back into this word, get back into the book, find out how Paul prayed for other people. Okay. Go back to that Old Testament, though, and see how it was covenantial. But they pray. David, oh, my gosh, I was, I was just, I was going to count how many times prayer was in the Bible. And then it was just David. Oh, my gosh. That man was as flesh as you and I will ever be. Solomon was as flesh. You go read Ecclesiastes. Oh, Lord. Here's the man with the most wisdom and the, and the most brilliant mind that will ever be. Um, 
they prayed, they prayed a lot, and they failed. And they failed over and over again, but they knew, they knew, they knew that they had, uh, they knew they had their God. Yeah, it's, it's a great, ama- amazing thing. Prayer, to me, keeps me, for me, keeps me focused on what is important. When I start not, I start getting gaps in my prayer life, I notice I'm still, I notice I'm still studying, but what am, what am I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not activating it. And for me, it's, it's that, talk to my, talk to my father about what he's done for me and what I, what's expected of me. He gives me that peace to go and do what I want to do. Um, I, I'm, we're going to leave, I got three minutes, but I, this is a verse, and you guys are going to go, why would he choose this verse? Colossians 4.12. And I don't know if anyone else has ever thought about this. We all talk about who we want to, who, who do you want to go talk to when you get to heaven, right? Well, this is one of my guys I want to talk to. Because if you can't do anything else, Colossians 4.12. Everybody there? I want everybody on this one. Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Thank you, I'm done. What else needs to be said? There is a man who prayed for his, more than likely his, the people he knew, right? In his church, right? The Colossians. He worked, if you can't do anything else, because we're not all, not all of us want to get up here. I, I'm, I get up here only because I don't want the door closed. Um, some other folks, they, they, they can do other things that I don't want to do. I don't, I don't want to be on the board anymore. That's just, that's just me. I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. So thank you, Bruce. But we, this man prayed, if you can't do anything else, and, and not that this isn't bad because, oh, my gosh, it's in the word of God. I want to talk to Epaphras when I, when I get up there. I, I, seriously, I want to say, Epaphras, you labored fervently. What, that is hard work, it's labor, but it's something that we can do. So don't ever think that this is, uh, it means nothing or it's for naught, right? That verse is in the Bible. So Christ, Christ wanted this in the Bible, did he not want it? So I want to know, perhaps how did you do that? Because for me, doesn't it get wearying? I, I get wearied, I, I, I do. So I looked at this verse and I said, There's, I, I want to talk to him. I do. Uh, of course, I want to talk to, you know, Christ most of all. But the, I can start naming. I, I get the weirdest things. It's like Epaphras spent all that time laboring. Paul mentioned it in the Bible. It must be important. And what did he pray for them for? Wisdom and understanding, right? Of, of the doctrine that we are we've learned today, because our our lives are here on this world. But if somebody to me has put it very simply. This, this thing here, this thing is just for transportation, right? It's a shell. I'm going to shred it, one, shed it one day, happily, because I'm tired of the aches already, um, and, and go spend eternity doing what God wants me to do up in the heavenlies. The last thing I need to be doing is, is to be an unthankful human being, because what happens when we're unthankful? Back to Romans 1.13. We've, God, God, he's never going to give us up, but, but who's given who up? When we, at this point now, we're, got, we're just giving up on God. Oh, I got it. I don't need it. 
it's fine. I'm going to go ride my bike for eight hours today. Yeah. But you know what? On my bike, oh, can I pray? Because oh, yeah. I'm alone. <laughs> most of the time, I most of the time I'm alone. I'm slow. Everybody else passes me. It's all on, on my own. And I find some of the best prayer time for me. Um, one other thing, not verse. Have you? Has anybody ever noticed how much harder it is to pray out loud than it is to pray silently? Does anybody ever? Um, just as I was studying this for me, it was somebody I was studying to said it's absolutely a, a lot harder to pray out loud. Something to think about, um, to work on, is to pray out loud, uh, even by yourself. You know, in your car, on your bike, on the golf course, at work when you're about ready to go into battle. But if you get a minute and you can and you pray, see see the difference between praying silently versus praying out loud. It is, it is a difference, uh, and I, I found that interesting. It's something I'm going to work on uh, with that. So anyway, it's 10:30. Does anybody any questions, you guys? I'm sorry, I was kind of mumble. It's it's the hardest thing for me um, for our for the for not this church but for the whole Midax is that we struggle with prayer. And, and I think the reason we struggle with it is because we've all prayed for physical things, and, and we, we, we know better than that now. There's so much more. So if I can encourage you one bit, take a look at, if you're not sure, go, go find Paul, get a concordance, get your computer, and type in prayer, prayers, prayed, and just go through the verses. I mean, I, I could, you literally can make this a series if you wanted, because um, what's really neat is to go to some of the Old Testament stuff and then compare it to our stuff. It's really, it's really, it's fascinating. So when I got done, I was like, yeah, this, this is really kind of cool. Yeah, how it is. Any questions, comments? Apples to be thrown? Nope. <laughs> Let's close in prayer. Father in heaven, I do thank you so much for the people would actually even show up today to be, to be, um, to be with me to study the word. We we understand, Father, that how how important prayer is to you because you have it all through your Bible. We understand that. Um, we don't live in a physical world. We're, we're in a physical world, but, but our fight, our future home is not a physical world, but it's up in the heavenlies with you. Um, I pray that, that the folks will understand that, that they'll use prayer to be even closer to you and to actuate your word into their daily lives and that we are able to touch each other and touch others who are, who are maybe not saved, but have, have that work in us to where we have the conviction and the courage to just say what needs to be said, that you died on that cross, your son died on that cross for our sins, was, was buried and raised again for our justification. And uh, with that, Father, all I can do is say thank you. In Christ's name, amen. amen. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I didn't.